Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the FYP, the For Your Period podcast. Today, we have got a guest with us. So we're super excited to have you with us today. And before we dive into your background, we always start our podcast with a cycle check-in. So we always talk about where we're at with our own cycles. Um, So I want everyone to share where you're at because you no longer have a cycle. So go ahead and kind of give your own little check-in today. And we'll also do our cycle check-ins before we jump in. Okay. So my cycle check-in is as of May 2023, which last May was the one-year mark of my last period. So I actually was officially in menopause as of May uh, 2023. So I'm super excited. About nice. That. Well, congratulations. Thank so you. Have you noticed, do you still feel any cyclical, cyclical pull, like any ups and downs in mood or what have you noticed on your menopause journey? You know, um, going into it where there would be like, maybe when I, I'm 54 now. So when I was around 49 was when I first started noticing the cycles weren't every 27 days on like yeah. clockwork, you know, uh, um, then I would still kind of feel in those like two or three months would pass. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I'm feeling the bloat, the, the things, yeah. you know, but now I really don't have much cycle pull. I don't have the moods. I I'm not feeling any of that. It's just sort of, it's not there anymore, mm. which is nice. And you're, you're proof that life does continue after menopause because we've got these terrible kind of narratives in the media that women just are, they're dried up and poof, they disappeared after menopause. But look, you are vibrant and you are kicking ass as the CEO of a company. So there is life after menopause for women. So we just want to bust that myth right at the top. So uh, I, I'm so happy to have you here with us today. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Where are you checking in today on your, on your cycle? I'm day 13. So I'm entering into my ovulatory energy. <laughs> and my husband was like asking me to help him with this presentation. I was like, Oh, sure. I'm on a meeting. I'm being a mom. I, I'll, I'll do it. And he's like, that's Feels a lot. Easy. I was like, no, tap into the ovulatory energy. Okay. <laughs> Everything he does is hot. So just capitalize on that for the next two or three days. So day 13 over here. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. And I am on day 19 of my cycle because my peers are on the first of the year this year, which just feels so cool. And, um, but I, so I'm like just starting to go into the luteal phase. I ovulated a little, little bit late this phase, but it feels, I feel awesome. I took a walk in the snow this morning. I'm just here for all of the things and I'm excited to be on this podcast. So today we are going to talk about your last period story, but first, why don't you jump in, let us know a little bit about your background and any of that kind of intro information you wanted to go over with us. Yeah, absolutely. So my name's Jeanette. I live in Austin, Texas. Um, and I've worked at the same company for 30 years. I just in November celebrated my 30th anniversary at my company and also a big milestone in 2023, besides going into menopause, um, I was named president and CEO of my company. Um, it's where we do insurance. And um, I started here when I was 23, just out of college as a receptionist and was able to work my way all the way up uh, to this role. So that's, it's been an amazing awesome, outstanding year. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of about me. Um, a little bit more, I'm, um, probably would have never dreamed of having this kind of success. I had my daughter when I was 17 years old. Uh, I just went to visit her. She just moved to Kauai, Hawaii, and she's 
thriving and doing great. Um, but, uh, and, and I love it because everyone tells us we look like sisters because we are only 17 years apart. Um, so, you know, started, started life out as a really young mom, put myself through college, started working here. And, and now I'm, I'm sitting where I am, um, 54 years old, thriving, doing really great. Um, and while there is life after menopause, I will say my only complaint probably is that there is not really good information on what's happening and what to do. Um, what I've noticed is you'll, I'll go to my doctor, like I'm having hot flashes. Should I get on hormones or not? And they're always giving me, well, you can do this. Here's an option. Here's an option. Here's an option. And they kind of leave it up to you. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'll try maybe a trial. She's like, yeah, we have a trial and they'll send you the information and you read about hormone replacement and it gets really scary really fast. So then I'm not, I haven't done it. So that's probably my only thing is there's no like definitive, like, yes, this is the path you should take based on your information. It's really more, you're kind of left on your own. And so I'm hopeful that um, I know more and more people are talking about it openly. So I'm hoping that women we will band together and maybe there'll be better resources at some point to help navigate the, um, you know, the the thing the things that happen. They're not horrible hot flashes. They're they're okay. I, I don't love them, but you know, it's not the end of the world. I have a little fan that I hook onto my phone when I'm having one, and I just like cool myself off with it. <laughs> I mean, there's tricks and things you can do, but uh, just not knowing really what to do to help and what you can trust. And then, you know, if you fear, if you fear side effects, then, you know, just being able to navigate that, that's been kind of tough, but otherwise yeah. thriving is exactly what's happening. Um, and I'm just right now, just trying to get through it without any medic- medical help. Mm. Um, but I have a doctor's appointment coming up where I'm going to more seriously consider should I be doing more supplements? I know when I made both of you recently, we talked about a supplement. Um, and so I'm going to get blood tests done to decide really what do I need so I can sort of start to specify that, uh, what would be the right supplement. So anyway, those are kind of my thoughts on it. Uh, I'm hopeful, uh, but I'm still a little lost in the woods, I feel sometimes. But that's where I am now. We hope to help change that in the fullness of time, like that it's just not such an issue. And the thing, just like even the fact that you're here on this podcast talking about it, that helps those move things in the right direction. And I just want to say too, I don't know many female CEOs. So as the CEO of our company, it's really inspiring with me to sit with you and um, see the work that you're doing leading a very large organization because there's just not been a lot. I haven't had a lot of access to any women who are doing that. And so yeah. it's really, really cool to sit with you. And we're just so grateful for your time today because it's hard to envision yourself there in the room if you don't see what that looks like. And if you don't have access to people who are doing it, it's hard to get there yourself. So maybe maybe we can do a little chat on the side after our podcast. I'd love to learn more from you just on like the executive level. So thank you so much for, for being Absolutely. Here. And having hot flashes in a board meeting. <laughs> <laughs> And like what you're going to do to navigate that. Yeah. 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 Oh or, or having bad cramps that day. Yeah. All of, I've, I've been all of that. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. I love that you said that you're having to figure it out on your own. Cause I feel like, I mean, correct me if you, you weren't of this mindset, but I was just taught to trust 
medical professionals just do what they tell you to yeah. do they tell me to take this pill or put this cream on or whatever we just do it and then you go through menopause and they're like i'll go go figure it out <laughs> it's like you haven't prepared me to go figure it out i've just been listening to you this whole time so yeah that was that was the most impactful part of what you just said to me was like shit they're like <laughs> they're just throwing you off to the to the wolves it's it's been a weird shift. It's been the, you know, you usually do expect like, here's something to do. It's like, well, here's an option. I mean, it really has been, here's some options. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm. oh so, yeah, well, we need to do better than that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. It was something crazy. Like we, we were looking for a presentation and something women drive 80% of all healthcare spending, but only 4% of healthcare research is done on hormonal conditions or women specific issues like we're yeah. driving the budgets here but they're not researching our issues and they're not creating good solutions for us even though we're spending all of the money in the industry it's just like it's oh, wild. so frustrating so frustrating yeah it is wild yes so hopefully, hopefully change will come there's enough people i hope talking yeah. about it now i love that you guys are talking about it on this podcast yes yay awesome so hit us with this story. Tell us about your last period and why it was memorable in good and bad ways. And just dive into it with us. What happened okay. around your last period? Okay. And this is going to be a little wild. So bear with me. But um, I mentioned earlier that around 49, I started going like three months without a period, then I'd have one. And um, if you talk to women I've spoken with, and I think we talked about it when you, when you're starting into that perimenopause and you're starting to have irregular periods, you know, you kind of start tracking and you're like, oh, I've gone six months and then you have a period and you're like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and you start clock over. So from about 49 to, um, I guess I was 52 at the time. I, that's what had been happening. Like I'd have to restart the clock and restart the clock and restart the clock. So this was in May of 2022. And, um, I had, bought tickets for my very first jazz fest in new orleans i don't know if either one of you've been to jazz fest i haven't been it's a goal it's a goal it's a goal yeah so it was always a goal i actually bought the tickets for 2020 but we know what happened then so anyway i was able to move them to may of 22. so excited i booked a hotel room and i love new orleans so i decided well i want to be closer to the festival i booked a hotel room in a different part of town and my partner, Greg, and I take off to New Orleans and we get there the first day and go to the hotel. I thought I'd book on Frenchman Street called the Frenchman Hotel, where there's three hotels on Frenchman Street. One in a quiet part of the street overlooking a park where I thought I'd booked. So we get there and they're like, nope, it's this other hotel. We try to get them to change their name. They went. And so we walk down there and it's in the loudest part of Frenchman Street. I didn't realize it then, but anyway, we put our put our bags up and we go out. And the funny thing was when I checked in, I saw a, a thing of uh, earplugs sitting on the check-in desk. And I thought, oh, that's so nice. They know about Jazz Fest. Well, three in the morning, I realized that's not what the <laughs> earplugs are for. <laughs> so put a pin in that. Mm -hmm. We go off, we revel, uh, the festival hadn't started yet. And um, and we're eating a, a hot dog that night at a place called Dat Dog. And this is, I, like I said, bear with me, I'll get to the period part. I take a bite of it and I break a tooth. <laughs> I, I break a, a big part of my tooth. And- um, Oh my God. Yeah. 
So I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. So we go back to our hotel room. I'm stressed. I'm pissed. I'm trying to get some sleep to figure out what I'm going to do the next day. Try to get some sleep. As the evening goes on, the revelry outside and a guy with an amplifier and a synthesizer violin starts playing until like three in the morning. He never stops. It gets louder and louder. Oh and I'm laying there and all of a sudden I'm like, something doesn't feel right. You know, you feel the gush. I wake up and I have started my period out of the blue and it wasn't just a tiny flow. It was the gushiest, biggest flow I you can ever imagine. Oh You've had those, right? Where you're just yeah. like, yeah. what is happening? <laughs> all at three in the morning. I'm just like, oh my, so I get up and I run to the bathroom and apparently it had been happening and I just had ignored it, but it finally gotten so bad to the point. And of course I have nothing with me um, at all. So I proceed to gush to a point where I almost thought about calling a doctor because it was such a heavy, heavy flow. Um, the sheets were completely wrecked. Oh. <laughs> and And then I had to wake up my partner, Greg, and say, hey, <laughs> we have even bigger problem than my tooth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he turns over and he's laying next to this giant red um, spot in the bed. And but he's a trooper. He gets up. He gets me what I need. Um, I had I had to double pad. I mean, it was it was hours of really, really intense bleeding. And um, I finally fall asleep and he takes the sheets off and, and we just sleep on the mattress and towels and everything. And um, anyway, so I finally fall asleep and I wake up and he's making an appointment for an emergency dentist appointment. Mm -hmm. And we're able to go get that done. I'm able to go stock up again on all my needs and everything. Um, and we end up, I, while I was debating, like, I really want to go home. I don't even want to do Jazz Fest now. The fact that he did everything possible to make me comfortable, the fact that I got it all fixed, the fact that, I don't know, I just kind of had, I, I overcame it where I was really in the dumps. Like, this is the worst thing ever. I'm so embarrassed. Look at these sheets. Look at, you know, everything about it was just horrific. Um, but we ended up getting padded up and tamponed up and getting to Jazz Fest and having a really great time with my tooth kind of temporarily fixed and I didn't look silly. Um, and then, yeah, bled for three days and that was it. And I never had a period again. Oh my God. I'm just picturing. Said, I'm going out with a bang. She said, yes. I, I'm, I'm, this is the revelry. I am coming here for one last Shiraz. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like me, the finale me... of the fireworks show. It's like bam, 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 bam. <laughs> let me take all your worst nightmares about having a period and and them into one big shit show. Once. Oh all my gosh! And okay, for those of you that aren't familiar with New Orleans, Jazz Fest is not in December. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's. It's yeah, you're wearing hot. a sundress. It's yeah. Humid and just <laughs> muggy heat. <laughs> and porta potties. Yes. And heavy flow, port, you know, all of that. You're like, what? And yeah. Oh I mean, God. I can't tell you. <laughs> we are just yeah. we're, we're just like in shock 
if you can't see us right now, Alex and I are just like holding our faces. Like, yeah. Woman, a trophy, an award, a, a gold dipped pad. I don't know. You, you, you deserve. I know. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've always loved music in Austin. We have Austin city limits festival. So I've, I've done that, um, on my regular period and everything, but yeah, this, this was a whole, whole new thing, but yeah. And, and, uh, another kind of side note, not only was, we didn't really get any sleep, but the, um, hotel was short on staff, which this was kind of coming out of the pandemic, like a lot of places were. So when, um, Greg went down to get more sheets there or to ask them to come change the bed. They were rude to him and they said, um, just go grab them. They're over there. So we just left the old sheets in the room because <laughs> I didn't know what else to do yeah. and never, because they didn't seem to care. And so we got our new sheets and we got it. We just kind of put the other ones off to the side. I was like, well, and I feel bad, but at the same oh. time. They didn't really seem to care, but yeah, it's just, but it's still embarrassing. It was just, you know, it was, it was rough. So, but yeah, but it was, it was every Greg, everyone, need, everyone needs a Greg in their corner around their cycle. Like That's he, another, what a trooper, like, yes, get this, you is, a Greg. this is the power of men, of men understanding, caring and being tuned in because, you know, if there was something for him, you would have been the same way, but there's a yeah. lot of shame and stigma that men carry. So like, we get a little applause for Greg. Like what a, he also, he gets the silver dip pad. Like good for yeah. him. He was so right in the yeah. trenches with you. Yeah. He was. That is, yeah. Good job. Like helping you make the most of a bad situation. Yeah. And really encouraging me to let's keep going. We got this. Um, yeah. yeah. Otherwise I would have missed just some incredible music, incredible times. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. Uh, but, so I will never forget my last period. <laughs> no, we had our first period stories on here. I'm like, that's not something you ever forget is your first period. And then we met you and we were like, oh, we need to hear about your last period. We had no, y'all, we had no idea. It was, it was this spectacular. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the next night, yeah, you gave the us synthesizer. Cliff notes last time. This is the, the, synth the synthesizer violin player with the, um, you know, with the, whatever the speaker, yeah. he was gone and it was different, just individuals off the street, probably intoxicated doing karaoke. So it was even worse. Oh my gosh. So it was like the universe ushered you in with the violin. Like he was just letting you know, Hey chick, get up. Cause uh, <laughs> you got something to tend to. <laughs> It was. I know. It, I, I mean, I can't imagine what what the bed would have looked like had it I not not been able to sleep, or had I been able to sleep, it might have been really bad. So yeah, Greg would have woken up thinking he was going to be on a episode of First Forty Eight or something. <laughs> exactly. It was like that. It was wild. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Yeah. So that that's my story. Like I said, I'll never forget it. I. I'm debating over whether I want to go to Jazz Fest again this year. <laughs> I think you've used up all of your bad juju. <laughs> I, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 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 So it's so it's not something you can pre you can prepare for, but we just thank you for bringing the humor at this point and the lightness to the situation because. You know, this is kind of the red thread that connects all of us, these like big pivotal hormonal moments that we have that men 
don't understand. So yeah, and I love. How I, I hope this was. story can be okay. Yeah, like Alex said, like if his appendix ruptured and you had to get him emergency, yeah. it wouldn't have been embarrassment or shame. But period blood just carries so much shame and stigma that we're we're working to fix that. So we're just hoping yeah. moms with little boys out there raise you some Gregs. And yeah. if you're if you're picking a mate, make sure he's he's a supportive Greg. <laughs> Absolutely, a hundred percent. Yay. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us on this episode. And thank you everyone listening for coming back for another episode of For Your Period podcast. And we'll see you all next time. Bye. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah.